Welcome to Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. Join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart, raise your vibration, and reclaim your sovereignty. Hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse. Discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary. Follow, subscribe, and share our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Check out our website, embracethespiritual.com, for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. And don't forget, follow Embrace the Spiritual on Instagram and Facebook. Welcome to the episode where we talk about raising your vibration and the clairs and how they go hand in hand in reaching your potential for seeing, hearing, tasting and smelling what else is out there in the energetic world. We try to do two episodes back to back and I was trying to read the outro and all of a sudden I had Archangel Metatron pop up and as I'm trying to speak he's just making faces and I just lost it. I broke up everything because he thought our last episode was too serious. So obviously he wants to remind us that raising our vibration is laughter, having fun, and enjoying the moment of what you're doing. And I love, honor, and respect him for doing that. You know, this is definitely a clairvoyance for me. It has definitely exploded within the last year. It hasn't even been a year since I've gone through my training. I think after my first aura session, I intuitive knowing kicked in like you have to do this you have to do that but the clairvoyance is definitely becoming more pronounced where i can see beyond the veil i can see lights i can see situations i can see into the future sometimes i'm looking at timelines that i know i need to clear because i don't want to bring in that timeline for myself or for friends. I saw a timeline for myself where I did something and it was not going to be taken the proper way to the person I would be sending it to and it would have cut off communication. Well, little did I know that I was supposed to cut off communication with this person farther down the line, which I have not stepped into that timeline yet, but it's just not time yet and I will be taking care of that. So I'm setting up my boundaries, happened very quickly. Within the last month, I realized that I was doing a dishonor to myself and holding myself back to tap into the clear senses. And they don't always come when you want them to or when you you know, think they should. But when they do, you have to honor that moment in space when they're presenting themselves to you. You know, I was going to a friend's house to pick up something and all of a sudden I see these dragons under these buildings and they are chained down. And she wanted to deliver the plants to me. And I said, oh no, I'll pick them up because I was covered in head to toe mud because I had been gardening and I know I needed to take a break. And I just felt like this is something I need to do. And I had the clairvoyance to see these animals that needed help, you know, our beautiful benevolent animals and creatures, please help us. They were not happy. They were under a dark spell and there was, you know, other beings involved. And that's pretty much all I can say. So I was there to hold space to help them release from this dark magic. Wow. So you never know when it's going to come to you. It would be nice. Could I have stepped into that timeline and seen? I probably would have left a little bit sooner, but 
everything is divinely timed and I have to honor it when I see it and clear the timelines that are not going to be on the highest timeline for myself, my family. And sometimes it's come up for friends. I often see timelines of things happening. And then when I tell this person, oh, I saw this happen. And they're like, you know, what just happened? Like what you described to me happened four months ago. But because of the busyness of our lives, we haven't been able to talk. And I just forewarned this person, by the way, you know, I saw this timeline, I cleared it, but it it doesn't mean it's fully clear because I'm walking on a higher path and you probably have to do the work for it to fully clear it. Because, you know, just because you can see something, does it mean that everybody is on that timeline that you are walking? Really appreciate that you said that because the people that have a really strong clairvoyance, like Dawn and her husband, they see so much. And as Dawn said, we're not going to impose on other people's free will, but sometimes you see something about somebody else. They have yet to learn it. So this is, I think, one of those intuitive gifts that sometimes you have to be sensitive around sharing the information with others. I know that people that do readings for clients have this responsibility to share the information. But remember that even if somebody who is clairvoyant has shared information with you, it is your responsibility to do with that information what you will. The other person giving you the information, it's not their responsibility. You have to be accountable and responsible for that information. So I just wanted to add that piece because clairvoyance tends to be one of the more sought after clairs because it tends to be the most obvious. A lot of people will see visions like a movie playing out in their third eye. They might see flashes of images or colors. It might be like you are looking at you know, a computer screen or a TV screen. And what you end up doing is you use your other intuitive gifts to help decipher the message. Because as much as people want to seek out this gift, remember that it's a snapshot, it's an image, it's a movie, whatever the case might be, but it needs context around it. You know, raising your vibration, building your other foundation, shielding boundaries and grounding. Those are things that help you connect to this and connect to your other clairs so that you can paint the bigger picture of really what your intuition is telling you. And it is the bigger picture that usually when you're tapping into your clairs that you need to be looking at. And I think a lot of people forget because they think, oh, it's because of this. And that's your ego mind. And you really have to come from a place that you are heart-centered, have an open mind so you can look at. Because I sometimes see multiple timelines. And when you see multiple timelines, it is very hard because you see the negative timelines, you see the middle of the road timelines, and then you see the, the high timelines. But you don't see past those timelines to where they're going to end up with that resolution of the choice you've made. And I'm not saying that you should always pick the negative timelines. I'm just saying that when you start coming from a place of open heart, you are opening a book that has many different endings. I don't know if you remember those pick your own adventure books. It is literally like that sometimes for me. You know, I do have to say, hold on. What am I doing? Is this for my highest good or am I coming from a place of ego? And I'm more conservative in my thinking process when it does come to doing certain things unless I immediately get that gut feeling to make that choice. For when I saw the timeline of sending somebody something, I knew intuitively that, nope, that's not the right choice. I feel that gut feeling that felt wrong. So it's not going to happen. And it is really 
you have to tune into sometimes more than one Claire to make that decision. Absolutely. The timelines that Dawn is talking about, we'll have a future episode on that because talking about timelines is such a large topic in the sense of it is so intricate. Those of you that like the Marvel movies, we'll just leave you with that, that you'll probably understand timelines a little bit better about what's happening. So Dawn's really seeing those advanced things that the analogy of a fork in the road or multiple forks in the road and which which road do I go down? Because every road might get you to your destination, but the journey of that road is going to look different. And that's really what timelines are. They are different options of how you are living this life. So I just wanted to add some context around that because Dawn's actually seeing those opportunities or things that you may want to stay away from and able to make a decision on being able to see those timelines. That's huge in how she's living her life to her highest potential and her more most organic timeline. True. And just because I'm on this timeline now doesn't mean that I'm going to continue because we have different choices, different things are always happening. I mean, think about even, do I want a pear or banana? Well, the pear might lead you down, you know, going to the store, but the banana might lead you to your cupboard and we might get a phone call instead. All the choices we make does tap into that knowing, especially like thinking to raise your vibration, even going out for me. I'm very food sensitive. I have to be very careful when I eat, because it doesn't always end up on that high timeline. Sounds <laughs> really good on that menu. Yeah. Does not agree with me on a certain timeline. So, yeah. you know, you really have to tap into that Claire's like, just because it mentally feels, you know, oh, this could be the right thing. You know, maybe I should check in with my gut. Is this the right thing for me at this point in time? I'm hearing it sounds good. Um, and one time I, sh I realized I probably should have talked it over with my husband because he was like, I didn't, I don't know why you chose that. I'm like, eh, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one thing I want to add into clairvoyance, which I think is something that most of us might experience. We talked about deja vu in a past episode, but deja vu is a form of clairvoyance as well, because at some point you saw this timeline of being in this exact moment at this exact time. So you've had that future flash. You might not remember it, but you've had the future flash. So it's still a form of clairvoyance because I know a lot of people, well, I'm not clairvoyant. I don't see, I want to see. But there's other things that make you clairvoyant that aren't obvious. A lot of people who are clairvoyant are artists, builders, photographers, decorators, designers, both Dawn and her husband are artists. You heard her story in episode one where they met at art school. A lot of designers, you can look at a room and you can envision what the room would look like if you put this here or this color wall. You're being clairvoyant. You can visualize what it's going to look like. So it's not something that's unattainable. We all have all of these clairs at different levels. And you can actually practice and strengthen your clairs. So just because you don't have a clair maybe as strong as another one, don't worry. There's resources out there. There's exercises that you can do that help you strengthen these. Maybe you want to keep a deja vu journal. Who knows? Or, you know, you have a daydream. 
those are all things that that are clairvoyant. So I just wanted to add that because I think it's kind of cool when you think of some of those professions that we're doing these things every day and you don't even realize that's a type of intuition. And we always thought that we're not spiritual, we're this, we're that, but you really are. When you are designing and you are putting things in place, you are literally tapping into that future timeline, which is... Absolutely beautiful thing. It is. The beauty of this universe is we all have different strengths. And that's what makes the collective strong because not everybody's a designer. I typically know what I don't want, but that doesn't mean I know what it looks like from the beginning. And part of how I do that is my clairsentience. So clairsentience is clear feeling. So that is one of my strongest clairs is how do things make me feel? It could be something is, it doesn't feel right having the couch over there. So a lot of times when you hear people use that type of language, that usually will be an indicator of what kind of intuitive gifts they have. So when you hear people I see this, I feel this. That's what really they're saying is that's the intuitive piece. It doesn't feel right. The situation feels a little sketch. I'm not going to go in there. Or you go into a room full of people. Maybe you can feel the dense energy in that. A lot of, of course, empaths, this is a very strong intuitive clair for empaths because a lot of empaths feel what's going on around them. I used to think I just had an upset stomach most of the time. And I probably did on some level, but really my gut was telling me something wasn't right. And I was mistaking it for something else. So I wasn't tapping into maybe things that could have changed a situation for the better. You could feel someone else's pain. I think empaths is its own episode because there are so many tools that you can do as an empath. And this is a very big topic, but most of us aren't really consciously aware of being a clairsentient. You get that strong gut feeling that we should or shouldn't do something, or you meet someone and they give you the creep. So just honor that. Don't discount what you're feeling. If you're feeling like that, there's very likely, if you're not already kind of a healer type person or a caregiver or something, you know, a profession that does that, maybe a therapist, you are likely for sentient because you can feel what maybe isn't being said, right? You can read the saying, reading between the lines. Sometimes you can feel what isn't being said because you're tuning in to that emotional energy. I've made plans with my husband. Like we were supposed to go on this ghost walk and the night of the ghost walk, we're both like, this doesn't feel right. I don't think we should go. And I still don't know why, but I am so glad that I didn't go. And I don't, I can't remember if there was something specific that happened while my friends were there, but it just fell off to us. And then after my friends told me something happened, not that they were upset that they went, but it just felt off to both of us. And there's a lot of times we get invited places and we're both like, this doesn't feel right. I, I, and it's nice to have the confirmation from him because a lot of times it's just me. Before I was on my journey, I'd be like, I really don't want to go to this place. And he's like, oh, well, you know, we're supposed to go do it, you know, play the games and support this person. And it's just like, why? This does not feel right. Why do we have to do this? And, you know, and then I forced myself to go and I'm just like, I got to leave. It just was not enjoyable to me. And then after the situation, you'd be like, oh, you know, you know what? That didn't feel right to me either. But I was tapping into that energy that of being there already. 
it really does help you. And it doesn't mean that something bad's going to happen, but it could be that there's something there to infringe upon you or you're tapping into a negative timeline that you're not supposed to be on. Right. And we don't look at it with judgment. We just say, I have to honor this feeling that I'm feeling and not do it. If more of us tapped into that and honored that, saying no is okay. You can say no. We're not here to people please. I know we touched on that last episode. People pleasing is something that takes you possibly onto a path that you were not meant to be. We are responsible for our own selves. Nobody else. We're not responsible for other people's feelings. We're responsible for our feelings. And if we're not honoring that and then question why, well, why don't I have a strong, clear, sentient as that person? Well, guess what? If you're not honoring what information you're already getting, how can you expect more of that to come to you? And how do you expect it to strengthen if you can't honor what you're getting in the first place? We're looking at things energetically in the physical realm. So when we're picking up on that subtle energy that feels off, like I have um, that feeling somebody was offered a free plane ticket and I said, it does not feel right because how do you know that this person isn't going to not buy you the return ticket? They said they would buy you the ticket there and you've been contacted by their fiance and they want you to live with them, you know, while they're gone away serving overseas. How do you know you're not going to get stuck there? And then you're going to have to be calling home and saying, oh my gosh, I can't get home. Can you please help me? I'm in another state, thousands of miles away. So you also don't want that energetic kind of energetic exchange, really. Yes, you energetically owe someone that you accepted something for free. Oh, I like that. That energetic, what could you call it? An energetic debt. Yeah. And then we feel that we're obligated to somebody else. That's not healthy to be in that position for ourselves. It's not for our highest good when we feel that we owe somebody because that's giving that other person power. I owe somebody, they're holding that over me. All of those things that keep your energy vibration low, release yourself from that. You are not obligated to anybody. I will sound like a broken record on this. You are only responsible and accountable to yourself. That is self-love, that's empowerment. You're reclaiming your power and you can say no. There is power in that two letter word, no, you're not being rude because you don't know what agenda that other person has. As Dawn said, that you are buying into. You are accepting that by feeling like, well, it's free. Something might be fun. If you want to do it, do it because you want to do it, not because it's just helping somebody else out. Right. You know, we love our friends and all that, but at the same time, when we go into, you're making a contract. You don't know if this person has dark entities, dark magic. I know because she's never done energy work that she is probably on the, not the highest timeline. So I have to, as a energetic worker, look at it that way. You know, free doesn't mean always it's a good thing. I'm grateful that I now have the knowledge of looking at things that way. And it's just that awareness, absolutely, of looking at things differently. That's really what's helped us. We hope that that can help you is question things, look at things differently, check in with that, you know, your heart self. Look for those messages from your higher self. Does this feel right? Is this something that's going to benefit me in the long run? Whatever questions you need to ask, but just check in with yourself. And I wish these were, you know, things that 
we had learned when we were little that there is always an energetic push and there's always an energetic pull. But unfortunately, we did not. Kids are so stinking smart that a lot of times we keep these concepts from them, thinking that it's too advanced for them. These kids that are coming in these days are so evolved. They're so aware and we're doing a disservice by not sharing that and just living in that existence with them. Don't keep it separate from them. If anything, they're going to be teaching us more and more because we've got all the programming that we're trying to release those shackles. They don't have that coming in. So by us self-healing and doing these techniques to raise our vibration, that is allowing that energy space to be even more open. Absolutely true. I wanted to go back to Archangel Metatron when he was popping in and trying to disrupt the energy of it. You started talking about clairvoyance with that, but really clairaudience was one of the things that got your attention. You heard him. Well, and I also saw him. <laughs> and you saw him. Yeah. And clairaudience, you hear so many things that aren't in the typical realm of what people hear. I'd love for you to share that story of some of the unique things that you've heard because a lot of times we think, oh, I'm going to hear my guides or I'm going to hear them, but that information comes in differently. So I think this is a really big clear that's probably misunderstood about, you know, clear hearing because that's the definition of clear audience where you hear words, sounds, or music, but it can be so much more. True. And since we're working on a spiritual plane when we're doing this, it's just we're not limited to talking to people who have passed over. We are opened ourselves up to the realm of energetic beings on different planes. I know that I have within the last I think it's been less than a month, almost a month. I've been talking to magical creatures. I had a conversation with a griffin that needed help. Pegasus came through uh, during a meditation, and I can't go into detail of what they needed, but I just know that once you start opening yourself up, you start hearing things, you start feeling things. Because you become a clear channel, they're not afraid. And if you have a pure heart and they know that they're not going to be judged, be hurt or there's going to be any negative connotation from the interaction, they will come to you more freely. When your heart is open, when your vibration is high, when you've done your work to make yourself as clear and open as possible, being shielded and grounded, they know that it's safe to come through. You know, with hearing these magical creatures, it could be your pets, the animals outside, hearing your higher self, because sometimes that comes through. A lot of times people have ringing in their ears. That's certainly something that I've had for decades ringing in my ears. And that's the energy vibration of the angels, the guides. They are at such a high frequency that it's a lot of effort for them to come down in vibration as we are raising our vibration to meet them at a higher level. And that's what happens. It's kind of some distorted ringing in your ears, so to speak. But their audience can also be, you hear little messages on a song on the radio, or you think someone called your name and 
you turn around and there's nobody there. You're a type of person that likes quiet rooms as being in a large crowd that noise is overwhelming. Well, you're likely clear audience because you are extra sensitive to that noise. And so when you have the overwhelming outside noise coming in, it disconnects you from hearing things, messages from your guides, your angels, spirit, whatever it's coming through. We talked about designers for clairvoyance, musicians. How many musicians? Yes, they learn to play by music, but how people can play by ear. I know my dad's like that. Musically, my daughter's like that. The men in my dad's family are like that, where they can play by ear. They can hear a song pick up an instrument and match the notes to what they heard. That's an intuitive gift. We don't think of it like that because we just think, wow, that person can play by ear. Well, that's what they're doing. They're connecting and bridging that information of what they're hearing in the song. They're translating it in within themselves to be able to play that music. It's a, I think it's a really cool gift that's not always understood or it's in, understood in a different way that I think is overlooked that probably more people have this gift without even realizing it. Absolutely true. And you reminded me when you said music, I actually had a client who was gifted musically and knowing what I know now, when I was with her, I was able to have the best singing voice ever because I was channeling with her. So we would sing beautiful songs or when she was having a rough day, I would purposely sing in the perfect note off tune just to get her laughing because she would be like, it's so beautiful, but it sounds so horrible. Just to, <laughs> you know, to raise her vibration, to be higher since she was in a you know gloomy mind state or whatever you know was going on that she wasn't willing to share with me so we can use them as we choose and we can tap into them whenever we want and looking back that was probably five years ago and i didn't even know that i was doing what i was doing and i think that's what happens is we're just not aware we're helping through this podcast bring that awareness to you so that you can recognize these little gifts that come around and once you start recognizing them, they'll happen more. So they've probably always been there, but the recognition of them, it'll keep coming back. I can tell you if your higher self or your guides or the angels or magical creatures or your pets, they get so excited. They can hear me. And it just opens that bridge of communication. And it's just a cool, really cool Thing to experience and the music uplifting your mood the story that you just shared that's a big thing how many of us listen to music and you want to dance around you are picking up on the energy vibration of that so clear audience just doesn't have to be something where you see a, a psychic on tv that i hear blah 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 well it's so much more than that. So we just want you to recognize that. And it could be something like hearing answers in your head, and those responses to things. That's actually a type of clear audience. You hear something pop in your head, someone's giving you a message as clear audience. Ties into clear cognizant. As I've learned, it's my strongest clear and it's clear knowing. And it's been a challenge to really identify that information. And that was their last episode talking about the higher self versus the ego mind, because clear knowing, I don't know why I know what I know, but I know it. And it's so easy to discount that, but you need to recognize that that's an intuitive gift that you're being given. Some energetic information is being given to you and you just know. 
what's happening. I know that when we sold our acreage and we we moved the next province over, I knew the house that we had looked at, even though it kept getting delayed because our house wasn't selling quite yet, but I knew that was going to be our house. And my husband was getting worried. Maybe we need to look for other places. And I'm like, no, that is going to be our house. I don't know how I knew that, but now I know how I knew that because intuitively I was being given that information that yes, that is the house, stay with it. So don't discount when you have that type of intuition because it is very powerful. You just know don't back down, be with it. It may not become obvious, but as soon as we add worry or doubt into it, then we are disrupting that flow and the receiving of that energy gift, really. Same thing when we went to sell that house and moved back. I knew I was at a course and the first day of the course, we were, you know, introducing ourselves. And the week before we had had a girlfriend's weekend and it just kind of came up impromptu. Oh, maybe we should look at houses here. Wanted to downsize and, you know, kind of move back home. And it, as soon as I energetically opened to the possibility, things started moving because it was for my highest good. And when I went to this course the following week after the girls' weekend, introducing ourselves, of course, I talked to my husband and said, would you be open to moving back here? He's like, I think we should. So we literally made the decision within a week to put our house on the market. And so here's when you know things are aligning and you're doing things on your highest good, on the correct path. I knew it was the right thing to do. And when we were doing the round table, introducing ourselves at this course, I said, we're putting our house in the market and it's going to be sold before I get home. And I was at this course for three weeks. Everything aligned. My husband, bless his heart, had to get the house ready for sale. But what do you know? The videographer had a sudden cancellation and they could do the drone work and video the house and photograph the house to make it work to put the house in the market. Everything just aligned like you couldn't have planned it any better because we really didn't plan it. The universe planned it. We were open to the possibility. So don't worry about the how. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. Just open yourself to the possibility. And intuitively, I knew that was going to happen. As it turned out, we got an offer within just over a week. We got an offer and the condition release date was the night before I drove home. So the house literally sold before I got home. And it was my clear knowing. My husband said, I don't know how you knew that, but that's the way it happened. I just knew it was going to happen that way. So I have really learned to honor that because I was able to recognize when those were happening. And that's the key. Recognize when it's happening. And when you honor it, it you just get more, more abundance. And I was grateful for it. I don't expect it. If I know it's happening, I'm not being arrogant. I'm not being, you know, cocky or anything. It's just, I knew it was going to happen. I had a, an assurance and a confidence in that information. And that's how it always feels when it feels right. My last two houses, I knew we were going to buy our previous house. And then I knew we were looking at this house that we're, I'm in now. We were looking, looking at it with somebody else. And I said, we need to get our offer in right now because those other people are going to put an offer in. And we did it like sitting in the other room. And because we did that, the other people said, oh, well, we don't want to get into a bidding competition. We're backing out. Mm -hmm. So it's that knowing 
of the situation. And it's happened with one of my cats. I go to a groomer, I take my dogs, and there was this deaf cat. Clark is his name. He's, I just felt that instant connection. He came up and he was like headbutting me. I said to the owner of the cat at the time, I said, if there's any time when you don't want Clark, I will take him. And a couple months passed. He was living on a very busy road at the groomers. I get a phone call. Are you still interested in Clark? Yes, we'll take him. <laughs> had another cat coming in because we had two cats pass the previous year. I said, I've been waiting for this phone call because I knew. And Clark is my buddy. He's a little, you know, handsy. Um, <laughs> oh, Clark. I know. Well, he loves to like cuddle with you and he puts his head on your shoulder. Sometimes he forgets that he has nails and he will join me for yoga, but then he wants to play with my hair. So it can be a little abusive relationship, but I tell him I love you, but you got to go away. <laughs> you should make sure he watch, listens to our shielding and boundaries episode with you. <laughs> Well, you know, I, sh you know, when we do our, sh our shields, he is in his shields, but you know, sometimes those boundaries, he's like, Oh, mom, you're part, we share energy. I'm yours, you're mine. I just want to be part of you. <laughs> exactly. You waited so long to get me. I'm going to make sure and get all my time with you that I can. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, so he's not deaf anymore. We were, because we helped him and we're more energetically raised here in vibration, his hearing, he can now hear. You can call him. When you talk about him, he looks at you when he's missing. Because sometimes when it's dinner time, he likes to play hide and go seek. You know, you just have to shout out and he's there. So it's, we've given him a beautiful gift and he's opened our hearts so much that we just love him. Perfect. That is amazing. And that really speaks to why raising your vibration is so important. Everything's energy, energy stuck in our bodies. So for Clark, the energy was stuck and blocking his hearing. And so raising the vibration in the home, that's how powerful what we're doing and what we're sharing. Something as simple as shielding, grounding, and boundaries isn't simple. It's profound. And look at the impact it can have on our pets and on us. So when we're doing these activities, have that awareness that we are helping everything within our space. And I love that. One thing I wanted to add with claircognizance too is that some people from the knowing perspective can sometimes have premonitions. It could be something that's going to happen to someone or you know grandma's going to call something that's going to happen. That is claircognizance, clear knowing. Lots of highly intuitive business leaders tend to be clear knowing in how to some of these leaders just know to get into a cer certain market. Well, they're probably tapped into their higher self and they're listening to those intuitive messages that they're getting to say, this is the right direction to go. So you just, you have that certainty about the situation. And then our next clear is clear aliens, which means clear smelling. Now, this is one I've had personal experience with, and it sometimes is not what you expect. I was doing an aura session, and we were going back through the timelines to heal something. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, why does it smell like we're on a farm? I didn't say it that way, but that's yeah. what I was thinking. And I said, oh, where are you right now? Oh, I'm on a farm. Oh, are there cows? Yes, I know. I can smell them. So it's not always roses and flowers that we smell when we are tapping into this, but it's fine. For whatever reason, I needed to 
know that where this person was, what this person needed to, you know, heal and get it done and over with. So we did not stay there that long. Thank goodness. There might be somebody in your life that they always wear this perfume or they use associate a smell of baking with them and they've passed away and you smell them or even taste, you know, because when you're smelling, it also has to do with taste of this person, this essence, it brings you back. And because, you know, we are traveling timelines, you know, you can remember a past memory that you have not remembered in a long time of, oh yeah, I remember that in my childhood and that was a really good memory. Or, you know, I really didn't like that. And that was not a great memory. And maybe I need to heal that. Maybe there's a little healing I need to do with that. Yeah, that's so true. Because when we can get those messages that help promote healing for us, that's cool. It's not just about receiving, you know, messages or knowing what to do. But when we can get those messages, help us self heal, maybe it's a trigger, but trigger in a good way, because it's bringing something to your awareness that needs to be healed still. So I really like that you included that in that description. Well, we're all healed to heal, heal. The earth is counting on us. And we are counting on each other energetically. We're all connected. And that's how we use the clear senses to energetically connect us to what needs to be taken care of and healed so we can all continue on our path. Absolutely. Like you said, the smelling, I've had that when my mother-in-law passed away. Just random, I'd be going to the bathroom at work and I would smell flowers that she used to love. And I'm thinking, okay, like I acknowledged and and it really felt heartwarming to to have that. I, I knew she was connecting with me. And they don't do it at the most opportune moments because I'm going to the bathroom and, and I can smell the flowers. In a meditative state. Um. <laughs> yeah, not, not a place you normally smell flowers in, I have to say. But it was still nice and I honored the fact that, that she came through and knew that. So a lot of people that, you know, are florists or perfume designers those are people that likely have a strong their alliance the new one I don't even know how to pronounce it but they have that strong ability of smell I didn't realize I have a very strong kind of smell meter so to speak where I have a hard time with strong smells I'm kind of the opposite I don't like strong smells they're too overbearing for me so I just always thought okay well I don't like the smell of certain perfumes or whatever but now I realize that's actually an intuitive gift of having that smell because I'm so sensitive to it that I'll pick up more. So I'll be more aware of things. And that reminds me of a client I had who I didn't realize she was depressed and was calling in negative beings. And there was a, I get there early in the morning while she was sleeping and I would have this horrible smell would smell like somebody just had the worst gas ever. Like, did, was she incontinent? You know, and I'd go check on her and I'd sniff and no, it's, and these beings were walking around her house because she had invited them in. And I knew that she needed to raise her vibration to get rid of them. So just because you are here in this form, I, I realized that, you know, when I smell this certain smell, and it smells like gas coming off of people. It might not just be because they've hooted and not let you know. It's you're smelling things that are in them. And that is your warning system saying, hey, you need to shield up, protect yourself. And it's not because they're not a good person because in our soul, we are wonderful people, but they have let themselves be led astray 
and let these things in thinking that it was for their highest good. Very true. We forget about those things that we just think are everyday or we pass them off as something ordinary. Why not stop and see if it could be something else? That's part of how we strengthen our intuitive senses is by really stopping and questioning, oh, could this be something more? And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. I mean, if you smell a gas, you want to make sure you're you're safe, check the obvious things. But sometimes that's being shown to us for some other reason. And we could totally miss the sign and could have redirected a situation or done something differently, made a different choice. Really, it boils down to being aware. Pay attention. It's all part of living a more heart-centered life. You're living in the moment. We're so quick to just pass things off as a coincidence or something else. But if we were truly just living in that moment and checking in, say, oh, could this be something else? That's the practice that you need. It's not some big exercise. You don't necessarily have to take a course to learn it. You can, if that feels right. Some people don't need to do it and some people do because they need that structure of how to do it. Always just check in. Does it feel right? Right. Use your clairs. Does it feel right? Can I see it manifesting in my life differently? Or do I know it to be true? I think this all ties into, you know, raising your vibration. Because when you are at a higher vibration, you are literally living at a different frequency and the dis the off frequencies you notice quicker they just you know you can hear it you can see it you can sense it you can smell it and you're more in the moment to know how to deal with it because you've reached that form of okay this is not honoring myself and i'm going to react this way i want to share a quick story that I really just realized in the last few months, even with all the work that I've done, I kind of had this epiphany and it really helped me because I know being the cognizant, knowing my information, feeling my information, and, you know, secretly wanting to improve my clairvoyance. I want to see because I felt like if I could see it, it would validate what I knew to be true or what I was feeling. I was really kind of going back and forth with how do I strengthen that clairvoyance? And then through a session that I had with our instructor, Aurora, it came to my awareness that through my clear knowing, when I do readings with clients, I read Akashic Records. And what I was finding was I just knew something in what I was describing so much so that I could actually end up visualizing it. So even though I didn't see like a movie in front of me or a photograph, I didn't see, you know, this big landscape, but I could feel and know that there's a building over here and maybe there's mountains on this side. I wanted to share that because here I was trying to seek something out that I was already doing. Know that we're all intuitive, all of our Players, whatever we may be stronger in, they all overlap. Work on them as a collective. When you work on them as a collective, they will all strengthen and they're all complementary. They are not meant to be independent of each other. If you have one, you don't have another. That's not true. We have them all. Like if you look at a little kaleidoscope, there's all different shapes and colors of how all those pieces fit together. Join us for our next episode where we talk about spiritual tools. 
Follow, subscribe, and share our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Check out our website, embracethespiritual.com, for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. And don't forget, follow Embrace the Spiritual on Instagram and Facebook. With infinite love and gratitude, thank you for joining us.